Get your dancing shoes on, because we're doing the Cabbage Patch. And we visit a small town in Utah. Or at least we would, if it still existed. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I hope you're having a great day. I'm having a great day. It's a little hot. You know what's funny? How are these intros going to go when I'm freezing cold? Am I just going to keep going? Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. I'm one of those guys that I, I, I'm i kind of the minority because I'd rather be hot than cold. I feel like I am still a little more energetic when it's hot. When, I get, when it gets cold, I'm just miserable. You know, I can just take my clothes off or drink a bunch of water and I can cool down. But when you're cold, when your bones get cold, that's the worst. I came across the... Let's start off with our food-based conspiracies. This is our week of food-based conspiracies. So honestly, I found what I would consider one of the dumbest conspiracies. And I know what you're thinking of. Flat Earth is stupid. The moon landing being faked, stupid, all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of competition. The reason why this is so dumb, because it's so easily disproven... And yet a ton of people believe in it. A, a ton of people believe in it. So this conspiracy theory is that China is making cabbage out of plastic and selling it to people to fool them. So you go to the store and you buy a, a head of cabbage. And when you pick it up, you don't immediately feel like it, you go, oh, that feels waxy and weird. I'll, I'll put it in my shopping cart. And then you take it home and you're cooking it and you're like, that's weird. It's not really cooking right. But I mean, who am I? Who am I to guess how cabbage is supposed to be cooked? And then you eat it and you go, wait a minute. This is wax. Like that's one of the dumbest conspiracy theories. But people believe it in the big group of people. Like it's it's a conspiracy theory. It's not so much in the West, but people in Indonesia were having a big problem with it. And how it started was that they were making this Chinese uh, business was making wax copies of food for restaurants. So when you walk into the restaurant, you could look at a bowl of, I don't know, wontons or dim sum or whatever, because it was a lot of Japanese food, oddly enough. So you could go in, you could see like um, some orange chicken and it looks perfect. You see each little piece of rice and you see chunks of orange in the sauce and that little gross piece of orange peel that they leave in there for some weird reason you're not supposed to eat. And from that, people then began to suspect that China was making wax cabbage and selling it. Now, they were making it, and there's a YouTube video showing how to make wax cabbage, and we'll include that. But that's a pretty big leap to go from, here's a YouTube video showing how we manufacture this stuff, to... They're selling us wax cabbage. And people were complaining about this. People in Indonesia were like, you check your cabbage, man, because it's made of wax. They're tricking us. They're tricking us. The conspiracy is stupid because, one, like I said, it's easily... Let's say, even if they were doing that, what would be the end result? You would pick up a head of cabbage, immediately realize it doesn't feel like a head of cabbage, that it's a lot heavier, and it feels waxy, and then you would put it down. You're not going to... And people are like, oh no, people are getting sick from this stuff. If you eat a ball of wax, you deserve to get sick. If you're over the age of six and you eat a wax apple and you're not stoned, you deserve to get a little sick. don't deserve to die, but you deserve the tummy ache you get from eating that. 
So you pick up some cabbage, you go home, you prepare it, and then you eat it and you get sick. And so people were complaining about this. And there's a couple, you know, they've been trying to dispute this conspiracy theory. But it's, like I said, it's dumb because it's easily disproven. And it's also vaguely racist. It's a vaguely racist conspiracy. When we were talking about how to build a, how to tell, make up a good conspiracy theory, when you do it, I've always used examples of we don't trust governments and we don't trust uh, the military or the media. This conspiracy theory is don't trust the Chinese. Don't trust anyone from China. And people who believe in the conspiracy theory would go, oh yeah, man, those Chinese, they're pretty shady. Like you have to take that leap of logic. So anyways, that is just kind of a, I mean, that's all there is to the conspiracy theory. But again, people believe in it. It would, and you know, we obviously know that if I watched, they showed a YouTube video on how to make a wax apple. People aren't going to say that the government's making us eat wax apples. But now that I say that, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a conspiracy. I'm sure people believe that one out of every 85 apples is fake. But yeah, so fake cabbage. Now you may be a little more discerning when you go shopping for cabbage. I've actually never bought cabbage. I'll eat cabbage every once in a while. Like, um, with uh, what do you eat cabbage with? When have I eaten cabbage? I think the only time I've really eaten cabbage was with Mongolian barbecue. I love Mongolian barbecue. The second story is an interesting story. So we got the cabbage taste out of our mouth. Second story... I, I, I find very interesting. It's on the conspiracy list, on the iceberg list that we talk about all the time. And it's one of those stories that there's so little information for it. It is hard to disprove. You, you know, when you have, the more information you have, the easier it is to disprove. This is one of those stories that started off with just a phrase. And then people begin digging into it and seeing what they could find. And then I'm, I'll present that to you and then we'll kind of go through it. So this one is called... The Bell Ray Surge. Now, the conspiracy goes like this. In the city of Ogden, or near the city of Ogden, Utah, there was a neighborhood called Bell Ray Estates. This happened relatively recently, 1993. So again, it's far enough back that we can't confirm a lot of the stuff. But more recent than you would feel comfortable if this is a true story. So the story starts off... That first, there was a sheep herder herding sheep out in the area. And there was a lightning storm. Just appeared. You know, relatively out of nowhere. It came from, it was like static in the sky. So you imagine this farmer's out there with the sheep and there's like static in the sky. It hits the ground and then moves across the ground, crawls across the ground and begins just electrocuting the sheep. Kills 12 of them. Just shocks them to death. And it's a weird... People in town were like, that's weird. There was no storms in the area. And the the sheep herder, who apparently survived, said, you know, I don't know what happened. I was just sitting out there and I felt the electrical discharge. And the next thing I know, it was crawling across the ground and it killed my sheep. No one paid it much mind. You know, there's freaks of nature. These things happen. In the little neighborhood nearby of Bel Ray Estates, people just kind of went about their business, went about their lives, chalked it up to a freak event, and went on. And then one day, the town was empty, completely empty. Not a person, not an animal, nothing. It wasn't a city, 
It wasn't a town. There weren't a ton of people there. But enough that people in the city of Ogden noticed that they were missing. And when they went out there, all they found was buildings. Empty buildings. The wind cutting through the streets. The government bulldozed the town. Wiped it off the map. And it was lost to history. That is the initial mystery of the Bell Ray Surge. To get that much of the story, first I started off and I have to find a source here, a source there, a source here. Little bits of information. Eventually I stumbled across somebody linked a YouTube video explaining it in more detail. And it's pretty similar to the story I just told you. There's a couple things they left out of the YouTube video. They do say that they believe that this was caused by the accidental discharge of a weapon. It was basically a neutron bomb style weapon that was meant to destroy biological life but leave the buildings intact with low levels of radiation so an invading force could take out a city and then just march right into it. And that's similar to the neutron bomb. That's what they were going for with the neutron bomb. Something that would leave infrastructure standing but eliminate the enemy. I did some more, so that was their hypothesis. I found a few other ones. I actually found that the name of the technology, supposedly, is called the Ghost Circle. Now, I ran across that, and when I tried to find that info again, it took me a while, which, you know, can be weird, or it could just be that I didn't should have bookmarked my links, so we'll chalk it up to should have bookmarked my links. But anyways, Ghost Circle Technology is the name that's been given to this weapon. Basically, just clears out an area. What's interesting about it is that it doesn't... A neutron bomb will disintegrate human matter or biological matter. What the ghost circle is supposedly does is it turns living biological entities into energy. So it's not only a weapon, but it's an energy source. You could then destroy the entire city... Destroy and like you're going into Moscow, you drop the ghost circle into Moscow and then you use the excess energy and store it. So you're basically both removing an obstacle and creating an energy source. How likely is that? It makes a good story. Makes a good story. Let's assume for right now that this incident happened, that the Bell Ray Estates was wiped off the map. That story is interesting. I don't really know how the science would work. You would discharge that energy so quickly after evaporating people. I don't know how you would be able to then harness it. You you bring a big giant Duracell along with you on a flatbed. I don't know. So I think that you can start off with the story of the, the estates and say that's true. The weapon testing may be true. And then the people being turned into usable energy. That's that's where you're starting to lose me. That's where you're starting to lose me. Then I came across a couple other theories, or one other theory. There, there was two other theories, but one of them, even the person who was stating it said, this came from my uncle, and my uncle makes stuff up. And it was that the Bell Ray Surge wasn't a weapon testing, it was a UFO. Um, in, in, I don't want to say like invasion, but it was multiple UFOs over the, t- over the neighborhood of Bell Ray, and they were shooting lights down into the city and things like that. And that's, I will completely dismiss that because even the person posting it says this comes from an unreliable source. However, the third one was, 
was that um, this gentleman talked to, to someone in Ogden because he lived in the area. And the man says, oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, the Bell Ray Surge. What happened was they were having a massive, they were doing a mining operations in the area. And when they were blowing the rock apart, what happened was there was a chain reaction underneath the earth. And what made it odd was that the chain reaction, when they detonated this bomb, when they detonated this dynamite, it didn't break in the way that they thought it would. It traveled through tunnels, almost like something was propelling the force through the tunnels in multiple directions, and it caused this release of this gas that caused a lot of people to get poisoned, and they had to leave the area, and then to cover that up, it was an industrial conspiracy. Basically, the mining company said, you know what, we're just going to cover this up, here's some hush money, everyone leave town, Uh, we don't want to get fined, and they just shut everything down. I actually think that as unlikely as that is, that's probably more likely than the ghost circle. And here's why. Something like the ghost circle technology, if it was real, it would be in, in more widespread use. Even if you couldn't control it, even if you had trouble controlling it, you would still, we would still see it pop up in across the planet. Like, you can cover up one event, maybe. And also, if they lost control of it, then why didn't it just keep creeping through this, you know, to the farther cities of Ogden and stuff like that. But if it was successful, then they're going, okay, let's go stage two. Let's, we can use this to clear out a room. We can make just people disappear. No one will ever know what happened to them. There's no evidence that they even disappeared. And we're not seeing that. So those are the three three theories that we have. We have that it was an a accidental or maybe even purposeful it could have been an accident. It could have been a purposeful test of the weapon because it was such a small community. It could have been UFOs. It could have been a mining accident that got out of control. If this story is true, I don't think it's any of those three. One, and we'll go backwards, there's no record. There's no name of the mining company. There's no record of any sort of industrial accidents in that area. Even the person who told the story couldn't name the mining company. And conveniently, the mining company pays all the money to keep everyone hushed up. So, you know, never reached court. So there's no records for that. The UFO story is, you know, again, came from an unreliable source. The Ghost Circle technology, as intriguing as that is, that we've built a weapon that can do that. Again, we already have a weapon that can do that. It's a neutron bomb. If you're just trying to eliminate people and... Uh, keep the infrastructure up and if we're going to test a weapon like that there's a thousand other communities that we could have done it in one thing that the people you know i run into this a lot with conspiracy theories and stories like this that you notice that like harp when they're talking about the weather control system it's tested in the united states like they think that because the u.s government is testing the weapon they test it on their own population we have tested you know, acid and aerosol weapons on Americans, sure. But in a global, on a global scale, if you wanted to test this ghost circle technology, why would you do it to a city in America in 1993? So this wasn't like back in, you know, pioneer days or even like in the 50s. You would put it on a plane and take it to Venezuela and find a village to use it on. Or you'd go to the farthest outskirts of Siberia and use it over there. You'd, you'd do it. You could just use it to see how it affects animals. Why would you do it on a town about 30 miles 
south of Ogden, Utah. It's, this isn't some desolate area where no one's ever been. This was a nice neighborhood, supposedly, if it existed. So I don't buy any of those explanations. It's possible that the city... So we'll go back to the original story. It's possible that the story is completely made up. It's possible that this, the neighborhood existed at some point and people just moved out of it. That's not likely. Generally, especially, again, this is fairly recent, 1993. It's probably in most of my listeners' lifetimes. It's definitely in mine. So that leaves us with the story not being true. There's two caveats to that. One is that supposedly there's satellite footage of before and after. So we see satellite footage of the town, satellite footage of nothing. And they talk about that in the YouTube video, and they actually show some photos. Here's the problem. I can't find the photos. And if you're testing a weapon, if you're that level of the government where you're testing weaponry on the U.S. population and then completely covering it up, I think you have access to the photos of the satellites. I think they could easily call up the 1993 equivalent of Google and say, hey, remove those. Because we know that they do that now. We know they draw black boxes over secure areas. So, again, that doesn't wash. But this was something interesting I came across. And all of my research going back and forth and watching YouTube videos and things like that, we'll take this with a grain of salt. But I thought this was interesting. And I'm going to read portions of his post here. This is back from 2016 when he wrote this. I've decided that, after collecting all of the images I will attach, that the Bell Ray... Bell Ray, Bell's Ray, or Bell Ray's Surge, those are all the different spellings of it, is simply a myth. I think the original person who mentioned it was inventing the name then and there. There is no local history to the area, and although things like this are really easily covered up, nothing matches and logic prevails. Logic prevails! Pickle party. Okay. Then he goes on to say, there is literally no coordinates maps, no townspeople made maps or sketches of the hill range nearby, and no local authority to that section of land south of Wildcat Road, which makes it hard to go back in history and find what was originally there before 1993. So, we just have this empty area, and he's saying, we don't have any maps, people haven't got any maps, which again, leads the credence to what is always empty, because why would you need maps and structures there was nothing there why would you need maps showing structures or even people going out there and doing detailed maps if there was no reason to be out there so again he's debunking it but this was what i thought was interesting he goes but i did make some success and i admit some of the things i found were a bit strange like the abandoned landlines these things i found in the road that i think are movement detectors and the fact that if you compare my satellite images of the area between february 2nd 1992 and April 1993, there is a massive change in nature and landscape. The water holes appear, property lines disappear, phone lines go up. Yes, that's right. In 1992, there is no telephone poles by the side of the road. And in 1993 onwards, there is. All connected and leading to one unconnected pole by the edge of another watering hole. WTF. And then he includes a link to a zip file with all of these photos. So, let's take him at his word that he's done this research. He can come across, and I think the most suspicious thing, I think the fact that the telephone poles went up after 1992 isn't necessarily that suspicious because of the areas, I mean, the area is still getting civilized at that area, putting that up. I do think it's weird that they all kind of connect to an unconnected pole. 
and the fact that there's what he considers massive change in the nature and the landscape of the area. Interesting. I applaud this guy for going out and doing his research and really digging into it. It's also suspicious that that zip file that is on the mega upload site is gone now. Does all of that mean that the Bell Ray Surge story is true? Just on the facts, no. I think it's a story that feels good and it's creepy and it could be true. And I think it's kind of like the Dublin, Wisconsin story where it's um, scary to think that an entire group of people can go missing. But the interesting thing about the Bell Ray Surge, if you were making up this conspiracy, I think one, one place they tripped up is they provided too much detail. It's a weapon called the Ghost Circle that can eliminate biological matter and leave buildings standing and it may or may not convert them to energy and it was a weapons test and Dublin was just, people disappeared. So your brain gets to fill in, fill in the blanks. Was it demons? Was it interdimensional? Did the town never exist? Was it a ghost town? Was it a military test? Was there some sort of madness in the area? Did people just up and leave? Was there a, like a zombie attack? Your brain fills in the area, fills it in. So you get to pick and choose what conspiracy you works best for you. If you believe in interdimensional aliens invading, that's what happened. If you believe that ghosts, the Indians of Native Americans, ran through the town chopping people's heads off and dragging them off to some horrible hell, that happened. If you believe UFOs abducted people, that happened. It left it so open-ended. And it was far enough back that they were like, yeah, there's no maps. None of this stuff. It's just a few... Or Mandela Effect. That was an actually another one that could have worked with Dublin, Wisconsin. This one, the the conspiracy is so specific that you can go, well, the, you know, like I can dispute the weapon testing. They're not going to use an energy-based weapon in 1993 on American soil. They're going to do that anywhere else in the world. And I know what you're thinking, Jason, they sell crack in L.A., they don't sell crack in Venezuela. And fair enough. I'm not saying the American government has been amazing to its people 100% of the time. There's a lot, there's a big difference between the CIA moving crack from South America, moving cocaine from South America, turning it into crack, and having the Bloods and the Crips sell it on the streets, versus running a weapons test that eliminates 3,000 people from the city of Compton. One's plausible and, and been proven, honestly. And the other one is, you know, fantasy, science fiction. I will say this, though. I'll give the story this. If it's true, the best thing that they could have done is to make up a, a crazy story like this. You can make it this ridiculous and people would just automatically poo-poo it. And that was kind of the idea with the Is Simpsons Real Life? You take a real event that is completely tragic and turn people to mutants. You cover it up in so many ridiculous theories. And then if anyone ever exposes the truth, you go, no, no, that's ridiculous. My personal feeling is that I think that this, the Bell Ray Surge story, is as intriguing as Dublin, Wisconsin but I don't think it holds up to the scrutiny of Dublin, Wisconsin. I think that whoever created this... I don't think it's true. And I think whoever created this story should try to rein it in and turn it back into something completely vague. And that may have honestly been the intention. 
It may have honestly just been the phrase. And over time, this myth has grown. First, it was like the Bell Ray surge. And someone goes, well, what's that? And someone goes, uh, town disappeared and left it vague. But once you started, once it started to gain a, a bit of traction, this is a very, very, this is, this conspiracy theory is not very well known at all. I'm going to assume that 80% of the people listening to this have never heard of this conspiracy theory. So it may have started off to be su- a super vague conspiracy theory. And it's just gotten too much information. It sags the story down. A town in a, a town 30 miles away from Ogden, Utah, disappearing off the map, and the map's being changed. You have a perfect follow-up to Dublin, Wisconsin, and people can fill in the blanks, which always makes it more terrifying. Saying that it was this, that, and the other thing, none of that. I, I, it, it takes away from the, this type of myth. It makes it less scary. I was watching a horror movie the other day called The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and it was absolutely terrifying. I was on the edge of my seat. So well done. Super tense. Great acting. Creepy. The stakes were high for the people involved. And I remember just being like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm getting so tense. And then they revealed spoiler alert they revealed that this body they were doing an autopsy on was a witch and i immediately felt all the tension leave my body wasn't the movie's fault the movie was still really good and had a had a good ending but i don't find witches scary at all i think i don't just that's not a that's not a creature type that i find scary i don't find vampires scary i don't find mummies scary so, I, I, right when they revealed that piece of information, I just compl- all the tension dropped, left my body, and I was like, oh, they're fighting a witch. And I don't find that particular creature scary. So, and I think it's the same thing like this. When I was doing the research, it took me a while to find all this stuff, too. This, I, it's all spread apart in these bits and pieces. And when you look at these links, you'll see that it's just like huge posts that I had to go through. But as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, that's really creepy. This town disappeared. And then they're like, yeah, it's a weapon. And the U.S. military was testing it. And I'm like, Ugh. it's just not as scary. It's not as fascinating. So I'm going to call. I don't I don't believe that the Bell Ray surge is anything real. But I hope it's stoked your imagination. Maybe you have more information than me. It's funny. This is also one of those ones that people are like, oh, my God, I was just investigating this. And two cops just showed up at my door at at midnight. And they're like, do you know anyone in Utah? And other people are like, oh, my God, please stay safe. And that's, you know, they're just playing around. I don't know. I don't know if the people saying please stay safe are joining in on the joke. But I mean, I, I I've seen whole YouTube videos about this, and that guy's not arrested. And you know, even though I'm getting these little pieces of information, it's not because it's being covered up. It's just because it's not well known. So if you have more information, if you lived in the Ogden area or, you know, go nuts. If you believe that it's absolutely true and you have some evidence or proof for me or anybody, post it out there. But if you don't and you want to be part of this legend, this, I you know, could be, you know, this is one of those growing myths. Go at that, too. I think that's just as fascinating. Sometimes the story for me finding this information for me was more fascinating than the story itself. I'm putting together this puzzle. It's funny because at the very end, I found the YouTube video and that kind of just summed everything up. But in the beginning, I'm finding this post and this post and this post and this post. And to me, assembling the puzzle was the best part. Whether or not it was true, 
became irrelevant. I I was happy that the term was actually a quote unquote real term because sometimes I'm I'm looking up sexual assault missiles that's on that list. I can't find anything. I think someone just put it in there as a joke, and the joke's on me because I spent a half hour trying to look up sexual assault missiles, and that's just part of the job. But this may be some you know if you know more information or if you think you can make this story better, go nuts. It's still super unknown. And it's malleable enough, malleable enough to really just kind of get in there and, and put your own personal imprint on it. I'm not saying go out and make up your own conspiracy theories, but again, sometimes this stuff moves out of the realm of a true conspiracy theory and becomes a thought exercise, becomes a shared narrative among fans of this stuff. So that's going to be it for tonight's episode. I hope you had, I hope you had fun. I hope you had a good time listening to that. I like I said I really like that Bell Ray story. I do like the story of the Bell Ray surge, and I do like I did like the journey to get to the answers that I wanted. Um, and again, that doesn't make it. If somebody disproves ghosts to me, it doesn't make me not like hearing ghost stories. Even skeptics will love to hear a good scary ghost story. I do want to say that uh, I want to give a shout out to a listener of mine. Ash Black. Ash Black, if you've noticed on your podcast stream or on the website, we have a brand new logo. Ash Black made that. It's amazing. And that was just something that he put together. He put together in like an evening, if that. Sent it to me. Sent me a bunch of different variations of the artwork. It looks amazing. And what I love most about it is that I think it sums up the show. It has a real kind of punk rock vibe. I like the color choice. I love that third eye hanging off in the middle of the dead rabbit. It's just all of these great elements. So hats off to you, Ash Black. It truly is amazing. Truly is amazing artwork. And I'm stoked that you did it. I'm stoked that it's just a great looking piece of art. It's now my desktop wallpaper. It's my phone wallpaper. I'm just flattered and humbled that you took your talent and your time to make that for me. So I mean, legitimately, I'm, I'm speechless, even though I said all that stuff. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is our email address. We're on Twitter at Jason O. Carpenter. We have a YouTube channel, it's Dead Rabbit Radio, where we take out little clips of these episodes and put them on there. Am I missing something? Facebook. We're on Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio on there as well. So feel free to contact me through any of those. Join them up. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It's great seeing the downloads. We have a daily episodes coming out, so I hope we're keeping you entertained. That's going to be all of it for tonight. This episode looks like it's running very long, so if I'm able to get it into the 30-minute range, I stayed up quite late. I don't know why it went so long. I think I just talked a lot about Bell Ray Search because I had a lot of fun researching that story, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. I'm Jason Carpenter, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>